Yo, what is going on, everyone? Welcome to Outside the Box Podcast, week 11 NFL picks. Last time we saw you guys was week nine. Me and my dad were in the car, had a little bit of a special guest there. Uh, obviously, it's week 11, so we did miss last week. But like every NFL team, it was just a bye week for, for us here at the Outside the Box family. Had to recharge our batteries, but we're back. We're ready to go for the second half of the season, and we will not miss another week. Nope. Um, no podcast last week, obviously, but we still kept track of our standings, and it was not a good week for me. Six and eight for me, seven and seven for the bum, nine and five for Z. He just keeps making that lead larger. Uh, so me and Joe are both tied for second place at 85 and 65. And he is in first at 10 games higher than us at 955. Wow. So fighting a big time uphill battle. But I feel this is the third podcast that he's missed. I feel maybe we should dock him some points maybe. Without him knowing uh, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And then maybe maybe like last week of the season, it'll come from behind victory for one of us. Of course. Of course. Might, might have to do that. Getting into our week 11 games, though, we got a 14-game slate, so that means there's four teams on the bye. I believe it's Saints, Colts. Do you know the other two? Uh, Saints, Colts, Falcons, and I want to uh, – Falcons somebody else. I'll look while you talk. All right, Thursday night game. This game's going to be played tomorrow at M&T Bank Stadium out in Patriots. Pats. Yeah, oh, yeah, coming off the Germany game. This this Thursday night game, though, probably is going to be one of the better ones we're going to see all year. Bengals-Ravens, AFC North matchup. Every team in that division is above 500. Every single game matters from this point on. So this is going to be a very big one, specifically for Cincinnati. Coming off of a loss to Houston, they're in a similar position to where Buffalo was just this last week against Denver. This is... You know, they could still make the playoffs if they drop this one, but man, would it be nice to have. And I do think they win this one. I got them winning 27-24. It is a game of the week candidate. I don't have it being one, though, because uh, I think we might see some better ones. But divisional game, I cannot see this one being a blowout. It's going to be a good game. It's going to be a close game. Now, it's, it's, it's a little bit ballsy of me to pick against the home dogs, the Baltimore Ravens, who have the better defense. They have the better rushing attack. They have that home field advantage under the lights of primetime football. Uh, but I just think Joe Burrow is going to, you know, he's going to battle. He's going to battle. He always battles. He's going to keep it close. He's fully healthy. And I just think the Cincinnati team has a lot of fight in them. And I'm just confident in, in, in Joe Burrow to get the job done. I know Nick Peter's going to love that. Um, I got the Bengals taking this one 27-24. And my player of the game is going to be Joe Burrow. I got him throwing for three touchdowns. Probably no turnovers, and we'll call it 287 yards. Usually me and Paul are on the right page to start, like maybe like five, six games start. This week we're, we're going to be different on the first one. Okay, I'm going to take the Ravens over the Bengals in this one. Uh, this was debatable. I almost debatedly put in this one as my lock of the week. I don't think mm. T. Higgins, T. Higgins being out has that much of an effect, but it's to some extent where the Ravens, even though they are doing really well, I don't even think they've found their peak on offense yet. Like, they're scoring points, don't get me wrong. But Lamar is basically doing, like, well, for fantasy's sake, nothing. They're putting up 30 points, and he's just sitting at 11, 12 points. So that's a good sign for their offense. It just shows it could be even more explosive. I'm not saying that it'll happen. I know they're uh, – what's that new guy? Uh, they're running back. Keaton Mitchell. Keaton Mitchell. That guy is quick. I expect him. They already said they expect him to have more carries in the offense. 
going to make them even more explosive on offense. Um, even their defense, too. The Bengals' defense is bad. Like you said, they fight. They stay in every game. It's going to be a close game. I just feel like this one's going to go in the Ravens' favor. Really separate them from uh, what is a decreasing division. I mean, the Browns just lost Watson. Bengals would move to, what, 5-5? Five and five? Yeah. And then you got the Steelers with God knows. They're getting outgained in every game, but they're 6-3. and three. So I feel like they're bound to hit a wall soon. But uh, I think the Ravens is – even though it's a bigger game for the Bengals, I think for the future, this could really benefit the Ravens if they win this game. And I think they kind of got that going. So I'm going to take the Ravens 30 to 26. Who's going to be doing things for Baltimore? Uh, I think it's going to be uh, Mitchell. I really think uh, if they, if John Harbaugh, especially in a committee running back says you're going to get more carries, I only expect that to be good. So, I think he goes for, I'll say, 60, 70 rushing yards, maybe a little more. I definitely will. I think he'll have a long, longer range touchdown, maybe like a 20, 30 yard rushing touchdown. And uh, the, the Gus Edwards fantasy owners at home, are, they're not going to be a fan of that. He'll get, he'll get his fair share, but I think it's going to be in Mitchell's favor. All right, getting into our Sunday slate, it's the battle of the other two AFC North teams. Both of these teams are six and three the Steelers, and the Browns. Now, I did switch this game. I, I make my picks every night right after the Monday night football game, but it's Wednesday now, and the, the news came out this morning that Deshaun Watson out for the season. Wait, what? Browns are 6-3? and three? Yep. Holy shit. They just beat uh, Baltimore last week. Crazy. Right. Oh, my God. Uh, it's a very sim- similar situation to Miami last year where Tua just put him out ahead so much that when he was out for the year and Skylar Thompson had to come in and Teddy Bridgewater had to come in, they were terrible down the stretch, but they still, the you know, their their wins at the start of the year were able to sneak them into a wildcard spot. I can see that happening with Cleveland here, uh, especially if they get this one. Seven and three, uh, they're, they're looking very nice, but I'm not a P.J. Walker guy. Uh, the Steelers, man, Mike Tomlin has impressed me this season. I've been a consistent Steelers hater for the last three years, but they're, um, I'm starting to hop on the bandwagon here. I'm taking Pittsburgh, 19-16, to 16, classic divisional AFC North stuff. Uh, Pittsburgh plays every game tough this year. I guess maybe another game of the year or game of the week candidate here. Um, but, yeah, they, this team has fight. They're well-coached. They're well-disciplined. I guarantee you if you look at their, like, uh, penalty stats, they don't have a lot of flags on them. They are uh, – Tomlin runs a tight ship around there, and Kenny Pickett manages the game to the best of his ability, and their run game's been lethal. Uh, I'm going to take my player of the game here pick as Najee Harris. Now, in recent days, the Jalen Warren uh, commit uh, fan fan group fan fan club has been, you know, talking about oh, he's getting that bigger workload. And Mike Tomlin saying in a press conference that we he thinks they have two starting running backs. He considers it a one A and one B situation. Now, that might be true, but Najee Harris has been finding the end zone quite a bit in the last three, four games. I think that trend continues, and the Steelers advanced to 7-3. Who would have thought? Joe, you would have. I would have. I think I had him 11-6. and six. I can't remember where I had him. I, that sounds about right. Preseason. You on point with your picks. Buffalo missing out. Yeah, Steelers I would say mine looks solid so far. Uh, duh, this one's tough because I really like what the Browns have in DTR. It's just – Oh, it's like, not P.J. Walker. It's DTR. Yeah, they just – yeah, they flipped him. P.J. Walker, uh, yeah, he got benched. So, I, P.J. Walker, it was weird. It was like a Tyson Bajan type situation. He was, like, winning games. He won two games, I'm pretty sure, while Watson was out. It's mm-hmm. not like – and they played a very close game against Seattle. So, 
I mean, he wait, he won it last week against the Ravens, right? No, Watson played the whole game, which is why it came as a really surprise. Watson played the whole second half with a broken shoulder. They said. yeah, it, he's yeah. They said if he would have played through all the shots he would have to give, his body would just shut down. He wouldn't be able to play again. So I, I love I love the respect of trying to play, but I think it's but they're six and three. He he did a well enough job to get them at least somewhat. However. Steelers team's tough. Um, right now, coach of the year, in my opinion, should be – it's not even close, and it's Mike Tomlin, I think in I... my opinion. Uh, outgained, like I said, in every game, and you're 6-3. You're and three. That's, like, unheard of. And their three losses are pretty bad losses. 49ers will start the season, get the kinks out early. Um, lost to the Jags. I think that was a very winnable game. As, uh, well, Pickett got hurt. And then uh, what was the last one? They lost another bad one. Texans, they got blown Texans. out. Texans, so yeah, that that can't happen. Obviously, the Texans are going to use that win to their advantage. However, uh, like I said, DTR, I think he's going to be solid. It's just a tough team to start against, and that's why I feel like this one's it was debatable. Another debatable lock of the week, I feel like for me. Um, but Steelers are going to take this one. I won't say with ease, but it's going to be a substantial margin, maybe like thirteen to thirteen to fifteen points. I think. What was the word that you just used there? Uh, marginal, marginal, uh, like substantial margin right there. Like a pretty big, pretty, yeah, there we go. But uh, I'm going to take the Steelers in this one, 24 to 13. Um, I just really, I can't see the Steelers losing this game, especially being so close. If the Bengals do beat the Ravens, I believe the Steelers are tied for first. So, um, this is a pretty big game. They'll know more going into Sunday, but I think the Steelers are going to take this one. Speaking of substantial margins, we got the Raiders and the Dolphins. And sorry, Antonio Pierce, this one's not going to be close. Uh, Miami is fresh, coming off the bye. They're getting Davon Achan back. This is going to be a blowout at home in Miami. Uh, 44-17, I got Miami winning. Uh, I saw an ESPN report that the team isn't happy with how Raheem Mostert's been playing, which me, myself, I'm, I'm a Davon Achan fantasy owner. And with me having Jonathan Taylor on a bye this week, thank you, Joe the Bum. Uh, I'm going to have to, I'm throwing a chain right into the fire. He's starting coming back from injury. So I need that big workload. I think he's going to get that big workload. And, but although my, my doing things player of the game, this Raiders secondary is not very math. So I'm just going to go with Tyree kill classic pick. And he actually, he had arguably his worst game of the season. The last game they played, which was before their bye week So I think he has a nice little bounce back performance and uh, Miami gets to seven and three looking very solid in that AFC East. Uh, for, for their uh, their title, especially with Buffalo being uh, not too good, I think Miami's got a shot to win that one. Um, this one might draw some heads, but this is not my upset of the week. I'm going to take the Raiders in this one. <sighs> this is strictly because of momentum, um, and it's strictly because of the uh, Raiders' defense. I know they face sh- two shitty offenses, Giants and Jets, two New York offenses, two shitty offense, but it's all about momentum. Their defense is higher than can be right now. Their momentum is higher than it could be right now. Everybody's bought in on what Antonio Pierce has brought in. And it's kind of like when Mike McDaniel started. They saw what the offense could do with two on the field. They're doing it this year. It's just like a part of the building puzzle. And that's why I think this game's going to be one of the Dolphins' lower scoring games. I wouldn't say – this game kind of reminds me like – last time I said this has bit me in the ass. But both teams – under maybe 20 points, something around there. And you say, wow, Dolphins. But that, I'm telling you, the momentum on a defense, if they could keep it together, no one really seems like it, 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 
seems crazy that the Raiders like are playing. I know two very bad teams, but that's enough momentum to carry into a game. I think they go out and win this one. Mm, I'll go twenty seventeen Raiders. Uh, yeah, it's good. I, I think the Raiders do win this game. It's a crucial one too because the Broncos are gonna. Broncos are winning. Chiefs are winning. Chargers are winning. All these, uh, well, Chief, I don't have the Chiefs winning this week, but the three others, I do. So, sorry to spoil my picks. I'll get, but I think the Raiders take this one in what seems like a must-win game. Uh, th- this Raiders team is interesting to me because their offense has looked better. Uh, it's two decent defenses. The Giants and the Jets have some some solid, probably top 50% defenses. Uh, Aiden O'Connell in the three games that he's played against the Chargers earlier in the year and then these last two, has looked good enough, might be able to buy himself another year as the guy in Vegas if he continues to play well down the stretch. Um, but just their defense, I'm just not a fan of the Vegas defense. That Miami offense is very high-octane. They're well-rested at home. I just think they cook up. But I'm an Antonio Pierce fan, and I hope Vegas learns their lesson from the Basaccia. Uh, yeah, that was he should have been the coach. Um, but uh, my, I'm going to do a doing things player for this game. It's going to be uh, – Devontae Adams. I think he balls out. Two touchdowns. There you go. All right, getting into my upset of the week. Going to be a bit of a ball buster here. The Chicago Bears, led by Justin Fields, going to Ford Field in Detroit. I got them winning here 20-14. to 14. This Detroit team just feels fraudulent isn't the right word, but I think they have to come back down to earth. They seem icky. Yeah, like – it's, it's strictly, you know, part of it is because they're the Lions. Like, they, they just should – they can't be this good. They're the Detroit Lions. They never have been. I just can't see it happening. Uh, think about it. They got they're, – they're a two-loss team right now. They're 7-2. and two. They're not going to finish that way. Divisional matchup, me and Joe were talking about this. It's never going to be a blowout, both of their games against Chicago. They've got two games coming up within their next four weeks. And I've got Chicago taking this one. I'm probably going to have Detroit taking the other one. And maybe I'm switching it up. Maybe I should have Chicago when they're at home, Detroit when they're at home. Uh, but I'm just feeling frisky here. Justin Fields coming back. Defense has been cooking. Everyone's healthy. Nate Davis is back. Um, I just, yeah, I, I like the way the Bears have been playing three and three over the last six games. And uh, they got some swagger. They got some confidence coming off of that win on prime time. And I think they can get the job done. Is it biased? 100%. But I'm feeling an upset of the week pick here. Divisional matchup. This is also going to be my upset of the week. And um, I don't think the Bears are smart enough to, like, think like this. But hopefully this is what they're thinking, right? Because Fields was out for a little longer than people expected. Could have been on the IR right from the, the injury happened. Because it was eventually, like, four weeks. Um I'm hoping what the Bears have been thinking is, all right, if we can get him to 100%, just better to where, like, he was right when, like, those two games before he got hurt were were magnificent. I mean, debatably should have won both of those games. Um, well, we did win the, the Commanders. The Commanders won, the, and then the Broncos won. Yeah, should have won the Broncos. I mean, he, he balled out. No, no question about it. And I'm hoping what they're thinking is, all right, he should be able to go in here, play with no mistake, should be just straight back where he was. And sometimes the injury, it's hard to do that. I believe it can happen in this game, especially a divisional game with any hopes at the playoffs. You have to win this game, especially against the Lions. Lions, if they win this game, uh, 
their their schedule's very easy going up. I could I like I said in the group chat the other day, I could see them getting the one seed. I know Cole's that it they, I don't they're not fraudulent. Dan Campbell, what he has done with this organization, it, it blows my mind because uh like Detroit sports suck at everything and he's well, that guy Joe totally he's gonna be coaching Texas A and M next if year. That, if the rumors are true he could be at A and M. that's not gonna <laughs> happen. Especially if they win the Super uh, well, they go to the Super Bowl according to Jay's predictions. They're not gonna win it. They're gonna go to the Super Bowl this year. Um, but this like the Lions seems good. I just uh last week it was a shootout against the Chargers. Obviously we didn't play well against the Chargers, uh but Fields didn't play that game. I could have saw that game possibly being a little bit more of a shootout if Fields plays. Um Bayesian turned over the ball a little more. Fields, however, I think they go in here. It, it's kinda gonna be a little uh, maybe the defense makes a play here or there for both teams, but I could see this one 28-24 Bears um, and really amping up what we'd be 4-7 and seven then. Yep. 5-7, and seven, you beat the Vikings heading into the bye week. Oh, it sounds glorious. All right, getting into uh, our next game, Titans and the Jaguars. A lot of divisional games this week. <laughs> uh, I'm a Will Levis guy myself, but, uh, I mean – I, the Jaguar curse has been lifted. I could finally pick them to win uh, after I picked them to lose, I think, seven weeks in a row, and they finally lost, and now I can start picking them again. Uh, at home, Jaguars always play better at home, and uh, this Titans team just they really look bad. Uh, I think two field goals was all they could muster against Tampa Bay. Now they're playing a much better team in Jacksonville, and I think the Jags get it done and continue to, you know, strengthen their lead in the AFC South race. And my doing things player of the game here is going to be Travis Etienne. He's had uh, a slow week last week against San Fran, that tough front seven. Uh, you know, Tennessee still a decent defense, but a little bit easier, I would say. And I think they realize that, oh, if we want to win, we need to get Etienne the ball. And I think that's, that's just what they do. Um, and they take this one home. This one is a tough one for me because, I mean, still the Titans, it's just – it's troubling because, like, they still have enough talent to where they could sort of compete. But it's just – it's getting harder and harder every week to try and pick them. So, I'm going to go to the Jags in this one. Henry just – it isn't – he isn't the same or they're not giving him the same opportunity. I feel like Vrabel's good shot. He's going to be out the door this year. He could be coaching the Patriots when Billy B goes. I know Billy – there's rumors now that Billy B could be the new – uh He's a big fan of the Chargers. They got a good quarterback. Um, L.A. just it it seems non Billy B ish, but I guess that was what they said on first take this morning. Who who knows? And here or not get up maybe uh, whichever they, one. But they have a, a tough um, situation there because they said that Bill Belichick was signed to a extension, so it's going to be a trade. Which the Chargers have enough. Chargers are stupid enough to do. If I'm the Bears, yeah. dude, no way, no way, because they're going to ask. All right, we're going to want the Panther. You're going to you're going to want one of the first round picks not this year, if not both. And anybody, anybody in this world that would make that trade, I know it's Bill Belichick, but still, you are stupid. You're getting two possible generational talents. This is a very good draft class. Not going to happen. Chargers, however, they make the playoffs. They're going to be at the back of the pack. Staley, I, the hard thing is if they make the playoffs, it's unlikely to happen. So what? They miss out. Maybe the first team out puts you at pick, what, 16, 17? Um, and then you trade that probably with the what Sean Payton went for a first. So I'd imagine Belichick goes for a first, second. Probably actually probably go for two first, which 
as the Chargers, I would be fine with doing. Only because you have so much talent on that roster, pairing that with an already Hall of Famer coach, one of the best in the business, I think the Chargers can finally figure out what the fuck is wrong with them. Because they every year, you have the talent. Why is it producing? Billy B can go in there and do things. However, Jags, we'll go back to the Jags and the Titans. Um, Titans are just losing it. Uh, like I said, Vrabel could be out the door. I don't think midseason, but he kind of reminds me of a Jeff Fisher type coach. You know, Jeff Fisher wasn't bad. He's a very good coach, but just things didn't work out in his way. And that's what it's seeming. Uh, they might have a little uh, gracious for him because it's a rookie quarterback. And But I, I don't see the Titans winning many games going forward. So I'm going to take the Jags even after a brutal loss last week. Okay, getting into our next one. This is my game of the week. Also, Holy week. fuck, the Bulls came back. Sorry. Bulls came back? 94-94, seven seconds to go. Keep, keep me posted there. But we're getting into Chargers and Packers, and I have the Packers upsetting the Chargers at home here, 34-32. A, a, a very similar situation to last week. going to be a high-scoring game. Uh, this time, Green Bay is at home. It's getting a little chillier. I don't know if the California boys, the L.A. Chargers, are going to be able to handle it. I say that kind of jokingly. They're NFL players. They're probably going to be able to withstand those conditions. But it might play a difference. Who knows? Uh, This Packers team, I think they're a little bit better than how they've been playing as of late. Played Pittsburgh in a pretty close game last week. But, of course, they did because the Steelers Bulls lose. Jump shot. God damn it. Uh, I, I just think Green Bay pulls off the upset here. I've been going with a lot of the chalk picks. And I went six to eight last week. That's why I'm going a little exotic here with the Bears pick, with the Packers pick, with the Bengals over Ravens. I just do maybe if I need to go against my gut a bit, maybe that'll uh, show in the standings. And that just this just feels like a Packers type of win. I don't know why. I can't explain it. Uh, I don't think this is going to turn the ship around for them. They'll be four and six after this one, I believe. I see them finishing at like six and eleven, seven and ten. So I don't think this is going to be the start of a little playoff run. But this this Packers team is a little bit polarizing. And I just think at home against a team that isn't that good, in my opinion, they're going to get the job done. They're going to beat the Chargers. Who's going to be doing things? Oh, yeah, Christian Watson's going to be doing things. He had a very, I would say, very disappointing performance, a bit of a fantasy bust for those of you at home who plays fantasy football. I think he gets back on track and has eight catches for 101 yards and a touchdown. Um, There's one thing I know about the Chargers, and I'm a – Chargers are probably a top five team of mine in the league. Um, they, especially after a loss like that, they 90% of the time win the next one. Um, a bad Packers team, but going into Green Bay, it's a little tough. Um, I still expect the Chargers to win this game. Uh, just the Packers offense is still trying to work out what they can. Um, were they on? Who did they play last week? The Lions, Cup. No, no, no. Packers. The Steelers, huh? Yeah, the Steelers. And that was a pretty close game, but that's two shitty offenses going at it. Um, but, like, the Packers' wins this year aren't really impressive. Had a week one win, which most people saw as an upset because the Bears were delusional uh, a little bit. Um, a beat-up Rams team. And what was their other win? Green bit The Saints. Saints and that one could have went either way, but uh, Carr got hurt, so Winston was in. So uh, I I don't know. I really don't see the Packers winning this game at all. Uh, they would have to be through the rushing the ball, and they really haven't been doing that much. So 
Um, yeah, I think the Chargers do things. And I think Quinton Johnson, this is – I think this is going to be his breakout game. I know he got a touchdown last week. I think it's another touchdown this week. I'm going to go five catches for 80 yards. It's a little breakout game for a nice little rook here. So, uh, I'm going to take the Chargers. Uh, score will go 31-17. Okay, we're, we're different there, not on the same page. This one, we might not be either. Cardinals and Texans. I'm taking Houston, but you just seem like the type of guy to take Arizona here. What do you got? Do we have Arizona? I nip. I, I know you so well, Joe. I'm taking Houston here, though. I'm not a Houston guy. We, this is a bit of a, a hot topic in the group chat here today. Uh, is CJ Stroud an MVP candidate? Is he going to perform down the stretch? Are the Texans a playoff team? I think no to all of those questions. But I just think this Arizona team sucks. Houston's at home. Uh, CJ Stroud is not going to put up these type of numbers. He's had uh, an extremely hot last eight quarters of football. But the other six games before that say otherwise. The other seven games before that say dictate otherwise that he's still a rookie. It's going to be a roller coaster uh, of a season. Uh, two games ago, they lost. They put up 12 points to the Carolina Panthers and lost 13 to 12. The one win Carolina Panthers. Uh, so it's not going to be smooth sailing. They're not that good of a team. They're well coached. You were talking about coach of the year. Mike Tomlin's up there. D'Amico Ryan's could be as well. CJ Stroud up there in rookie of the year, 100%. MVP, not so much. I think people need to slow their role a little bit. It's kind of like with Jacksonville last year. Everyone was talking about, oh, this Jacksonville team, they're hot. They went 9-8. and eight. I see something very similar for this Houston squad, somewhere around the 7-9 to, to nine win mark. And I got them winning this one just because Arizona's not that good of a team. Uh, they want a lower pick, so maybe they can go for Mar- Marvin Harrison Jr. Maybe they can get a nice left tackle to protect Kyler Murray. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do, but I think they're going to win a couple more games. They're not as bad as people thought. But this one, they're going to drop to Houston. Doing things, player of the game, Devin Singletary. Just a random ass pick, but give me the Texans. Solid. Um, yeah, I'm going Cardinals in this one. Uh, like you said, uh, we're both a lot of mixed opinions on the Houston Texans. Uh, I think I had them at what six and eleven. They're like I said, I it's more of an next year thing, kind of like the Jags. What I said last year. It's kind of a next year thing. They're slowly gonna. They're they're a little ahead of schedule already, which is impressive. Very good head coach. He said D'Amico Ryan's everything. Here's the thing about the Cardinals team: they play upset. They're in the middle of the season, nothing to lose, but they still want to win. Kyler Murray, of course, wants to win. He wants keep his not. He wants to keep his job next year. Um, I think this is a very uh like, it's kind of a yeah, easy pick. Houston, they're hot. This is like a team like the Cardinals. They they came up Falcons. That's a little rusty win, but. Team very hot team in the Texans versus a team that has nothing to lose but wants to win. Um, head coach and quarterback that want to win. I think the Cardinals win this one. I'm going to go 24. I'm going to go 24-13. I think the Texans have a little step back on offense. Um, what are they? Are they five and five too? Five and four. Five and four. So this puts them at five and five. Not not too harm, but the Colts are also five and five, and they're competing with the Colts for a playoff spot. I know the Texans, I think, are in a playoff spot right now. So obviously, a win would only benefit them. So they want to keep riding the hot hand. However, I still think the Cardinals that they're going to play upset the rest of the season, and they might finish with a still decent record of like. I, I think Kyler Murray should be able to get them four, five more wins down the line because their schedule doesn't look that bad. So I, I think the Cardinals. Take this one. Huh? You think they beat the Bears on Christmas Eve? That'll be an interesting one. Uh, I'll have to 
further indulge later when uh, <laughs> I know both teams' records because the Bears could possibly still be in the hunt. So, yeah. All right, our next game. Just going to keep it quick, keep it swift, keep it frank. Cowboys and Panthers, lock of the week. Cowboys are going to win this one 40-14. to 14. Uh, Carolina, a.k.a. the Bears, are going to hold on to their number one pick spot. Uh, this Cowboys team, they love to run up the score. They did it last week against uh, the Giants. They did it week one against the Giants. And they also did it against the Rams. So I think they're going to put up a lot of points. They like to be flashy. Uh, this Panthers team is terrible, and they're going to put on a show because I guarantee you there might be more Cowboys fans in attendance over there in U.S. Bank Stadium than there are Panthers fans. Uh, Panthers are terrible. It's a work in progress. It happens. They suck. It's whatever. Cowboys win it. Seems like a game. Tim oh, Williams hold on. Might be I, at. I'm oh. sorry. Sorry to interrupt. Dak Prescott is a new front runner for me. Maybe not front runner. Top three MVP candidate. I think this game further cements that he has been playing his ass off, shutting the haters up ever since that Niners game on Sunday Night Football. Doing math. Doing jazz. Doing things. Uh, doing things. Player of the game. MVP candidate. Love you, Dak Prescott. Shout out. Keep feeding C.D. Lamb. Yeah, it seems like a game Tim Williams would go to. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, you keep, this is not this is not, not my lock. huh? You keep mixing them up. You're talking about Craig when you mean Tim earlier. Now you mean Craig. You Wait, I, oh, my God. I did. <laughs> you keep mixing them up. I, I should have known that, too. Tim is up here. Craig is down there. Moving on. Um, This is not my lock of the week, even though I do have the Cowboys. I, this is something about. Like I said, I the, the Cowboys already lost to the Cardinals earlier in the year, and I know a lot has changed since then. Like, Dak has actually looked decent as a quarterback. Um, he looks looks stable. The offense looks stable. A little more um, than that. Huh? A little more than that, I'd say. Yeah, it, it, it's it's getting there. And I that's why I – just because of the Cardinals' loss earlier in the season and something about teams going to Carolina late in the season, I, it, it just – I don't know what it's just sometimes Panthers somehow squeak one out. And I could definitely see that here because they are also trying to win. Um, They didn't expect to be this bad this year, even though most people did. They really have nothing to build around with picks either. What are they, what are they playing for? If they keep losing, they, what do they get? A higher third round draft? Exactly. So the rounds are in Chicago, so they might as well try and win. Well, no, they have their second round pick this year. No, they gave it to the bears. I thought no next year's second Really, it was a tw- so they gave him the 2023 second and a 2025 second. Correct. 24. Very yeah. Mr. Lukansic. So, uh, yeah, I'm gonna take the Cowboys obviously in this one. It'll be a little bit closer than people think. Maybe like a halftime type thing. Panthers are within maybe three points at half, like 17 14 type thing. <laughs> Cowboys, pull away. Like, yeah, I think Cowboys win 35 23. Uh, Panthers offense looks a little bit better. They just need to find a rhythm. They're definitely not in that yet, so I'm going to take the Cowboys. All right, next game, shit fest. Commanders over the Giants 20-0. <laughs> yeah, uh, any Giants game the rest of the season is going to be a shit fest for me. So, uh, yeah, this uh, – however, uh, well, actually, no. The Giants aren't trying to win games. It's going to be a tough – it's going to be tough for them. Marvin Harrison should be the clear pick in my eyes for them. You're not paying Daniel Jones that much money just to let him go, even though you probably should, but – should have never paid him in the first place. Um, but they're, Marvin Harrison their situation will be to the Cardinals with Kyler Murray. They, I, Kyler's Kyler's got way more upside than Daniel Jones ever. Did. I just mean co- contractually, financially. Yeah, 
they got all this money invested into them. It's going to be hard for them to move on and uh, try and start from the top to Drake May or Caleb Williams. Yeah, so I think, yeah, Commanders, they need this win. A lot of people were bitching on Twitter last week about, oh, man, should have won that game, man. What is Ron Revere doing? You just traded away your two best pass rushers. I guarantee you if you have Chase Young and Montez Sweat that game, there that's a big enough difference to where the Seahawks might not score one of those touchdowns and you win that game. So don't bitch when, like, that happens. Because Ron Rivera, even though I've been calling for his head too, I mean, you can't do nothing there. The offense did their job. That's on the defense. And guess what? Your defense got worse. So it'll be a nice little comeback win for them. They're still putting their name in the hunt. The NFC's wide open, even though the gap between uh, playoff seed seven and eight is two games already. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. But I'm going to take the commanders in this one. The commanders are in an interesting situation because they're kind of pulling what the Bears did last year. The Bears were three and four coming off of a Monday night win in New England. They trade away Robert Quinn. A, a what win? Uh, a Monday night win in New England oh, last a year. A what? Monday night football. There we go. Um, Bears were three and four, but then they trade away Roquan, trade away Robert Quinn, and I believe they finished three and fourteen. I think they didn't win a game the rest of the season. Um, I think that's what the Commanders are trying to do when they traded away Sweat and Young, and maybe they they get a new quarterback, try and get into like the top five. Sam Howell's the guy. I'm telling you, he's yeah, yeah. I, so it's it's going to be interesting to see what they do. Maybe they try and pair the. Ohio State boys, Terry McLaurin and Marvin Harrison. It's interesting what, what they try to do there by trading away both of their pass rushers. But it seems like they're trying to lose games purposely, but it's going to be hard to lose this one because uh, the Giants are terrible. I don't think they're going to win a game the rest of the year. 2-15, and 15, that might be good enough to score them the number one pick. Getting into our next one, Buccaneers and 49ers. We are in the 330 slot now. Uh, I got the Niners taking this one 23-13. Buccaneers, very solid performance last week against Tennessee. Uh, you know, Will Levis was a bit of a an electrifying player coming off of his his previous two games against – who did he light up for four touchdowns? Why why is that slipping my mind right now? Who? Who did Will Levis light up for four touchdowns in the game he came in? Uh, uh, what team was that? I'm, was that the – no. I'm, I'm tripping right now, bum. I'm tripping. Hopkins uh, had three touchdowns against what damn team? And then he also had a nice performance against Pittsburgh, though, too. Tampa came shut him down. That was solid. Uh, but now they're going up against, obviously, much better opponent, San Francisco. Uh, San Francisco is almost in a, in a uh, complete – Oh, Falcons. 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 They're in a complete opposite situation that what the Giants are in. I don't think the Giants are going to win a game the rest of the year. It's going to be hard for San Fran to lose the rest of the year. Now, they have some tough games coming up. Uh, they got to play Philadelphia. They got to play Seattle. So they, they play some playoff teams, uh, but they're just that good. They came out and dominated against a stellar Jacksonville squad. Uh, I think that that was what this team needed was maybe a little three-game three, uh, three losing streak, a little skid, because uh, every team needs to face some adversity. Uh, they're past that, though. They're, uh, you know, the grass is greener on the other side, and they pick up a big-time win here at home. 23 to 13. Uh, now for Tampa Bay, this is a, this would be a huge game to win. Uh, the NFC South is still wide open. I would say that that Carolina's out of it. And even, you know, although they're four and six, still like one game out, I believe, I would consider Atlanta out of it. So it's really a two horse race here between New Orleans and Tampa Bay. And we could see this go, this race go all the way down to week 17, week 18. Uh, so for the future, I like Tampa Bay the rest of the way, but it's going to be very hard for them to win this one. 
And I think McCaffrey scores three touchdowns because he's a little bit salty about what happened last week. Yeah, this is this is my lock of the week. Um, I felt like this one was – I'm just – I hate the Bucs. They're not a good team. They're really uh, – it's going to sound stupid, but it feels like they get lucky on offense a little bit of the time. And uh, their defense is not bad. It just keeps them in games. Um, they, they, I, the 49ers are going to blow them out of the water. I'm going to go – they had a big week last week, put up 40 points. I'm going to say 35 to 14. 49ers. All right, next game, Jets and the Bills in Buffalo at 3.30. Kind of an interesting. You really don't see East Coast teams do that so much. Bills in the making headlines this past week, fired their offensive coordinator. Everyone's hating on Josh Allen. I think he's the number one or number two quarterback in fantasy football. I believe he's leading the league in passing touchdowns, but then also the interception issue. But that's always been a thing with him. This is really nothing new. The only difference is, is that they're not winning as many games. So, obviously, that's the name of the game. You want to win football games. But everyone's acting like this is some kind of new Josh Allen we're seeing. Not really. He's always been this type of player. Now, it's going to be another, you know, another tough one. Divisional game against one of the league's best defenses. But Zach Wilson and um, why do I keep thinking? Who's, who's their play caller? Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah. Zach Wilson and Nathaniel Hackett are on the other sideline. They're going to help you out a bit. Uh, I got Buffalo winning this one 24 to 16 and I still could see them winning this division because they got to play Miami once more. I think they can win that one. If they're two and zero against Miami and they have the same record as Miami, they're going to win. Obviously they get the upper hand, they win the division. So I, I was on playoffpredictor.com playing around a little bit this morning and I got them going 11 and six right now. They're five and five. That means they can only afford one more loss. Uh, now it's going to be tough, but I think they can do it. Uh, they're, they're a good team. They're going to uh, – similar to San Francisco. You know, their brighter days are ahead, and I think it starts here with this against New York. And Stefan Diggs is going to be doing things for the Bills. Uh, Bills fired Ken Dorsey, which I think is plainly stupid. I don't I think agree. it's his fault. It's, it's stupid because it, you saw what he did last year. It's just they got Josh Allen overthinking. Firing him, maybe he's not the right move, but I feel like – in my opinion, I would feel like it put more pressure on Josh Allen, but I think the Bills see it as more, all right, Josh, just go out there and play. I think that's that's what happens. I mean, both of these teams struggling offensive right now. Bills, I mean, struggling, and they're still putting up 20 points, but the Jets struggling is like, all right, we're not even – we haven't scored a touchdown the last two games. Um, they cost Joe Lucantic 120 bucks on a parlay because uh, <laughs> trust the Jets over the Lakers and over the Raiders, yeah, it's whatever, but – uh, I don't really – I could see this one being – I think the Bills win in blowout fashion, actually. I think they go out there win 38-10. to 10. Uh, Jets defense kind of gets thrown to the curb. Aaron Rodgers is going to try and rush himself back to maybe sneak a wild card spot. I don't know. But uh, I think everybody overreacted in the Bills organization. Yes, they are 5-5, five and five, but the Bengals are also 5-5. Five and five. So, no, they're 5-4, and four, but I'm about to be 5-5. Five and five. So, um. Yeah, I think everybody overreacted. Ken Dorsey did not deserve to be fired. I hope he goes out and gets a job and proves himself like he should be. Really shouldn't change anything. He just got a case of, all right, everybody, let's overreact and make a move we don't need to. Um, kind of like Joe Lucansic. So, uh, yeah, we're going to go build big time. Um, now, something that's interesting here, and, you know, the NFL 
might be a little bit rigged. I bring this up a lot. All about the storylines. Yep. Um, the Jets. I feel like if Aaron Rodgers, he's not going to come back if the Jets are like, whatever, five and nine, five and eight, and they're out of the playoff race. There's no point. So I feel like maybe they might win these next couple so the NFL can get that storyline. They can make those headlines. Oh, Aaron Rodgers returning. This is historic. Because uh, I can really see that. that. That could be the only circumstance where I see him returning. If they're out of it, you know, let him heal. Don't rush him back for no reason at all. Uh, get that higher draft pick. And it, it's tricky for the Jets because here's the thing. Um, they got the Bills and Dolphins next two games. That's going to probably drop them to four and seven, I feel like. You, you would the, think, though. That, yeah, that's what, think, that's... But then they got the Falcons and Texans, right? That's probably, I would say, six and seven. Then you got the Dolphins again. They probably dropped that six and eight, but then they finished with the Commanders, Browns, and Patriots. So that puts you at nine and eight, possibly sneaking in the playoffs. And I think for Rodgers, I wouldn't count the Browns and Commanders. I actually, yeah, I'll count the Commanders and Patriots as win. But the Browns, that defense is still good. I don't think it's a good idea for Rodgers to rush back. Now, if they're in contention for the playoffs going against the Patriots, that's where I feel like maybe he plays a half of the game. See where they're at, just to try and get back. See if maybe you guys win. Thing, that though, game in the playoffs. is that is that version of him better than Zach Wilson? It's kind of like Joe Burrow. Yes, I still think so. He could throw with he could throw with one leg and still be better than Zach Wilson. Hey, Zach Wilson's not. Zach Wilson has talent, but he just has no confidence because the fan base just. Comes oh, he definitely has the confidence this year. It just they, they, they he kind of got stuck with them, and they got stuck with him. So. They're trying to make the best of it. I feel like he's gone out there, played enough games where he should be able to throw a touchdown pass every fucking game, and he still can't do that. So, it's like trying to stick like one of those PS4 chargers into your iPhone. Like, they don't work. They don't add up. Next game: Seahawks and the Rams. Uh, Stafford is in line to start this one. If he's not ready to suit up, though, it's going to be Carson Wentz's team. Uh, I got the Seahawks winning this one, nineteen to six. Certainly a shit fest candidate. Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua fantasy owners do not like that. Uh, these this team isn't the next thing going on. And that the, the, uh, these last couple games have really um, I I've gained a lot of respect for Matt Stafford uh, because obviously you see the difference when he's there and when he's not. And uh, if he's in line to start, they got a shot. You know, divisional game at home always got a good chance there. But if he's not in line, they're not going to do math. So I think either way they lose. But I just it just it's, the score is going to depend on whether or not Stafford plays. Uh, but the Seahawks team feels kind of like the NFC version of Pittsburgh, a little fraudulent. Uh, some of their wins are shaky. Um, but you know when they're they're a much better team than uh, Los Angeles on paper. So I got them winning this one. So that, that'll advance them to what seven and three. Do they deserve it? Probably not. But you know sometimes that happens. Um, if I, if Stafford's playing and I have him playing, I have the Rams winning this game simply because the Seahawks just, uh, that was a good comparison. Steelers and Seahawks this year at Seahawks haven't played a good game since week two, uh, not week one, well, no, since, uh, week four against the Giants. They beat them and it's the Giants, of course, but lost to the Bengals, squeaked by the Cardinals, um, squeaked by the Browns, lost big time to the Ravens, got blown out, and then almost lost last week to the Manders. I, they haven't been playing well enough to be like, all right, this is a lock, especially when the Rams already beat them earlier in the year um, without Cooper Cup as well. And I think Cup does so many goddamn things this game where 
he's been terrible the last three games. I feel like you could be seeing Cooper Cup getting like 12 catches for 160 and two touchdowns. I mean, you might be seeing something record-breaking performance here from Cooper Cup. Um, with that being said, I think the Rams take this one. Even – I forgot Carson Wentz. I, even with Wentz playing, I'm not going to – Wentz throw, is definitely better than Brett Ripon throwing the ball, but uh, – Riffin, I don't know how you say it. I'm bad with names. But um, even with Wentz, I still think they can do things and enough to beat a Seahawks team that's been shaky so far. So uh, I'm going to take the Rams. Uh, if you would have told me week four that the Sunday night football matchup between the Vikings and the Broncos wouldn't get flexed out, I would have told you you were nuts. I think the Broncos were 0-4 to start, 0-3, and then the I Vikings think were 0-3. As well. Both of these teams have surged back to 500 or above. Or not, you know, Denver's 4-5, and five, I'm sorry. Well, Minnesota's 6-4. and four. Uh, Denver's oh, home. I'm going to take Denver here, 28-21. Uh, the Josh Dobbs experience, man, it bet fun to watch. I wouldn't be surprised if he maybe sneaks into like top ten in MVP voting this year. Maybe he snags an MVP vote. I think that'll be really fun. Um, but I'm taking Denver here. They're hot and big wins against Kansas City and Buffalo. Much easier opponent here in Minnesota. Dobbs hasn't learned the offense yet. Uh, who did he beat? He beat the Saints, and then the week prior was who? Uh, came into the Fal- – was that the Falcons as well? Yeah. Falcons suck, dude. Lost to Will Levis, who came in in the second quarter. Lost to uh, the Cardinals. And then they lost to the, the Josh Dobbs Vikings. So, God, the Falcons are terrible. But, yeah, you know, Josh Dobbs, you've you got to respect the guy for what he's done. But he hasn't faced a real test yet. Both of those games that he's played – or no, the one was in Atlanta – uh, but road experience, prime time. He hasn't really, yeah, he hasn't experienced a prime time game yet this season, and I think they put up a fight. But I'm going to take Denver 28-21. I could very well see Minnesota winning this one. Uh, really, a, b- a bit of a coin flipper, if you will. But Denver's at home, and they've beaten some better teams than Minnesota has. So I'm going to give them the upper hand in this one. Doing things, player of the game is going to be Javante Williams. He has been cooking up the last couple games. Uh, I kind of regret trading him away to. Uh, Dumpster fire, aka Owen Young, um, but yeah, he's he looks fantastic as he's recovering from that ACL tear, and he's going to be doing things in this one. Uh, real quick breaking news: um, Steve Pearson, I don't think has received the memo yet that Draymond Green has been suspended for five games, as he's still ranting on Twitter that he should be suspended twenty to twenty-five games. <laughs> All right, moving on. Sunday night football. Um, this is actually gonna be, I feel like, a great game. Um, like Cole would have said, zero and four versus zero and three. You're thinking back then, oh man, this is gonna be terrible. This is gonna be a good game. A lot of implications too. It means a lot more for the Broncos than it does the Vikings. Vikings still above five hundred if they lose. Broncos need this one. I have the Broncos taking this one. I think Dobbs kind of gets a little uh, settled in, a little humbled this game, but. Uh, Honestly, if the Broncos make the playoffs, that that just throws Mike Tomlin's coach of the year out the window because that's going to go to Sean Payton coming in with dealing with all that shit that happened last year. Blank slate. They start 0-4. Okay, we're looking like that team again. They're 4-1 in their last five and about to make it 6-1. Well, 5-1 in the last six. So, I mean, even like you were talking about Dobbs getting MVP votes. Russell Wilson. Yeah. I can't believe I'm saying it this year. He might have it. Uh, like if they keep winning, could you he's have got a shot? This is the year that he gets the vote that he's always wanted. Yeah, exactly. This might be the year he gets the vote because 
They they were terrible. Oh and four. And Russ is like eighteen and five this year. Eighteen touchdowns, five picks, something like that. His issue is holding on is the I all right. I will Sean Payton shouldn't win coach of the year even if they make playoffs just based off the one stupid fucking decision that was to run the field on to win the game that that was stupid i was so pissed i was screaming people at au probably thought i it was hard i was going it was third down but all you can do i all right what you said it was like there's like 19 seconds left on the clock that's where russ you just run around and you throw the ball away yes it gives josh allen maybe nine seconds however if those 12 men aren't on the field, you lose because you rushed what should have been a chip shot field goal for Will Lutz. Was it a tie game or no? Were they down? They were down. They would have lost. It was 21 to 20, and Broncos had a field goal to win 23-21. Like they the- rushed onto the field. That was I was so because they, they did it in the first half, right? The first half, I can I can see that, right? You're going against the clock. You got nothing to lose, really. It, all right, you get an extra three points, you lose one. And it, he hit the field goal. You're like, wow, that actually worked. There's no reason Don't to test that up. luck again when the game is on the line. Just forfeit. You can trust your defense for 10 fucking seconds to go down and stop Josh Allen, who played like shit. You got to think it through sometimes. They got lucky. Bills, even with – like, Bills, like, the way the Broncos played, they played with the lead. They played comfortably, but they played too comfortably. Like, they, they just – the Bills, obviously, they didn't play to what they should have. And that's the crazy thing. Most of the game, Bills played bad, and they were still within one score most of the game. And it's like, all right, wait for the Bills here, wait for the Bills here, wait for the Bills here, and they didn't respond. And that's where I talked about earlier in the season. Bills refused to, like, almost get better at those positions. All right, we're fine with what we have. We're fine without getting that. Let's, yeah, we'll run with Khalil Shakir and guys like that, which not, no offense to those guys, but, well, DeAndre Hopkins would have been a nice fit in that offense. Another pass catcher. Dalton Kincaid looks great. I can go off about the Bills forever, but this is the Broncos and the Vikings. Vikings, like you said, Josh Dobbs look great. He's living, he's living on cloud nine right now. Um, I think he goes down to cloud eight here this game. But uh, I think the Broncos win. I'm going to go 24 to 16. This one's in Denver, right? Yeah. So I think fans should be out there. Go out and enjoy this game because you're going to be five and five after this game. You're going to be in the hunt on Sunday night football. You just talked for a while, Joe. The bomb. I did. Breath. You, you, you went off. I did. All right. Monday night football, the Kelsey Bowl in Arrowhead, out in Kansas City. Taylor Swift will be the second most famous person attending that one, as friend of the show Owen Young will be in attendance there. And unfortunately for both Mr. Young and Mrs. Swift, uh, the Chiefs are going to get tramp stamped. Uh, Thirty-four <laughs> to ten. I got Philadelphia winning this one. The Chiefs are, they're fraudulent, man. They're fraudulent. Uh, Their last game in Germany, decent win against Miami. They didn't look too hot. Game before that, they lost to Denver, dude. This team, it's it's similar to Seattle and Pittsburgh almost in the way that they should not be winning as many games as they should be. Their pass catchers are triggery trash. Solid defense, solid coaching. Um, But Mahomes hasn't even been playing like at a Mahomes level. He's been playing at like a, maybe like a, a Tua Tungo-Vailoa level or like a Dak Prescott level yes. as elite. This team, they just feel different. They need to get their block knocked off at some point, which I guess you can maybe say that Denver already did. But I th- I want Philadelphia to put the final touch on them. 34 to 10 here on the road, on prime time, I know. Uh, but this is their get back from the Super Bowl. 
Uh, that was such a close game last year, and Jalen Hurts has been playing with the chip on his shoulder ever since then. Uh, this man is on a mission, and to be quite honest, I got Philadelphia winning the Super Bowl. Uh, that's my pick at this moment. Uh, the team is on a mission, Nick Sirianni. I love that dude. I, I love everything about this Philadelphia team, and they're going to come into Kansas City, and they're going to whoop that ass. 34-10, player of the game. Give me – Jalen Hurts, I think he runs it in three times. Three rushing touchdowns for Jalen Hurts. Well, we now actually got some actual breaking news. According to Jeff Passan, Shohei Otani prefers Dodgers, Rangers, or Red Sox. God damn it. Red Sox would be uh, – I, I would be. I would love that. I don't know if they have the money to do that, but I would love that. I mean, he would hit 60 home runs. Yeah. Seeing him hit balls over the monster would be awesome. That short left porch, he might – break Bonds' record, because I know they were talking about it at Wrigley. Otani stopped playing in August, and he would have had 59 home runs at Wrigley. Like, that's that, that's that's absolutely nuts. Uh, moving into my game of the week, uh, Eagles and Chiefs, I don't think they get their domes knocked off, but I definitely do have the Eagles winning the game. Um, simply because, I obviously, last year's Super Bowl, you want to go in there, in their place, and you want to kick the living shit out of them. And I'm sorry, Owen Young, that's what's going to happen. Just to not to the – it's still going to be a game of the week type thing. So, I think the Eagles win – I'm going to go 33-30. to 30, um, And it's only going to be like that score because I think the Chiefs score, they're going to be in a comfortable – they're going to be in a position they're not usually in, which is down. I think they get a last-minute touchdown, don't get the onside kick. Eagles win 33-30. No, get winning, no game-winning field goal. Um, but, yeah, I, I just don't think – I really I, – you can't go lock with the Chiefs, but – I think the Eagles take this one pretty well. What it seems like with this Chiefs team is, sure, they'll blow out a team occasionally, but it feels like most of their wins, they play to their opponent's level, a.k.a. it's always a close. And most of their losses, they get their ass kicked. Like, they never have a close loss, and they rarely have a blowout win. It's weird there. Um, That's why I think they get, like I said, tramp stamp this week. Uh, But anyways, me and Joe got a Madden franchise draft to go play. Kids, you know what to do. Obviously, stay off those drugs. And we'll see you in week 12 for our Thanksgiving pod. See ya!